Welcome to The Attic. I'm Andy Flynn. Today we're talking with Aaron Noble, senior historian at the New York State Museum, and we're looking at a boat from 1758 that was found on the bottom of Lake George. We're looking at a uh, 18th century British bateau uh, constructed during the French and Indian War by the British Army under uh, General Abercrombie. Uh, in 1758, General Abercrombie leads a British expedition uh, of approximately 15,000 uh, British regulars and colonial militia to attack the British Fort uh, Carrion, uh, which is now um, better known as Fort Ticonderoga. In the summer of 1758, uh, the British attack the fort, uh, which is defended uh, by a French command of about 3,600 uh, under Louis Montcalm, uh, the French general. Uh, even though they're greatly outnumbered, uh, the French defenders... Uh, actually defeat the British, uh, inflicting about 2,000 casualties on the British uh, while suffering uh, 500 of their own. General Abercrombie, uh, even though he still has a approximately 3 to 1 uh, advantage in terms of his manpower and his artillery, uh, is fully intact. He decides after the failed first attack to abandon his uh, plans for Fort Carrion and retreats back to Lake George. Uh, with his fleet uh, of approximately 900 bateaux that had departed uh, at the beginning of the expedition. Uh, The British sink uh, about 250 or 260 bateaux into Lake George so that the uh, winter ice, when it set in on the lake, would both preserve the bateau uh, for later expeditions, but would also keep them, uh, prevent them from being captured or destroyed by the French uh, if the French had decided to pursue them. Was this sunk at the southern end or the northern end? The fleet was sunk about uh, a mile north of what's uh, Lake George Beach uh, on the southern end of the lake. Uh, So the British had used the bateau to get down to the southern end and then took an overland route to the Hudson River, and presumably that's where they took most of the other bateau uh, in order to continue the trip down to the the colonial headquarters uh, down in Albany. Can you kind of describe what we're looking at? Because it doesn't look like a boat. Uh, So this is... One of two bateaux that were raised by um, amateur diver archaeologists. Uh, the remnants of this bateau, uh, what we're looking at is approximately half of, so it's about 16 feet long. Uh, it's basically just the floorboards of the bateau uh, with some of the remnants of a uh, uh, the ribs of the structural walls of the bateau as well, still protruding up. So it, while it doesn't necessarily immediately look like a boat, as you start looking at it, you can envision um, what it would have, uh, the form it would have taken uh, when it was whole. How rare is it to have something like this from the French and Indian War? Uh, they're very rare, given that they are made of wood and that they, uh, 250 years since the end of the conflict, they weren't made, no one intended to save them. They were made to be used and utilized in particular expeditions, and they would be disposed of following the attacks or the, the, the expedition's completion. And then they would just be left to rot. And these were, in fact, left to rot. They weren't preserved out of any kind of sense of care uh, by the British as they were retreating uh, in 1758. They were sunk in the water. Um, About 50 of them didn't get raised uh, in the following year when uh, General Amherst attacks. And for whatever reason, whether or not they were too damaged to be useful or if they had just shifted along because of the currents and weren't exactly where they had sunk the other ones. Um, We're not really sure, but when the divers in the 1970s were down there, they found about eight bateaux still on the bottom, and so it's become uh, known as the Lost Fleet of Lake George. What do you like the most about this? I mean, really all the reasons that we talk about it. Visually, it's an interesting artifact. Um, Because it doesn't necessarily immediately jump out as a boat, um, 
it leaves a little bit to the visitor's imagination, um, but it also allows you to to tell a story using a three-dimensional object. So I can sit and tell um, someone about military campaigns and how they moved men and material overland and and using utilizing water routes because they didn't have roads they didn't have any other means of moving large amounts of equipment i can sit and talk to somebody about that but having something that they can actually look at and have a tangible attachment to that period is, is really what museums are all about well thanks aaron noble senior historian at the new york state museum thank you Thanks for listening to Stories from the Attic. As we uncover American history, one artifact at a time, I'm Andy Flynn. This program is produced by Hungry Bear Publishing in Saranac Lake, New York. Music is by Dan Berggren. See photos from this show at HungryBearPublishing.com.